Season 4, Episode 44 of Brackets, Bubbles, and Vid Stealers. I forgot the music! Dude, I was, that's exactly what I was throwing my arms up about. <laughs> I am Sam Betterman. That is Jonathan Litzkin. How are you doing tonight, Jonathan? I'm doing great, Sam. I'm following, currently following slash watching a game that I didn't expect to have to follow tonight. But yeah, Minnesota here we are for Purdue. By the way, um, it is almost time to guess the score between Pepperdine and St. Mary's. That game starts I, I just at 11. See, I just went on the CBS app to see that Gonzaga is in a battle right now. Yeah, Gonzaga is in a battle right now. Um, a, a lot of stuff going on, but we do, do have to start hey, our day do, do, in the end. Do it with me. You. See. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> so it's. It's eight claps. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. U, C, L, A. Dude, I don't know their chance. I'm pretty sure some of their fans don't know their chance. Anyway, anyway. They're only up by two right now, but we do have to start our day in the NEC. Where FDU got stuck in an elevator and won in overtime. Do you have any thoughts whatsoever? To have any thoughts? Um, no, I don't think I do. I need to do you talk have any for a thoughts? second while, while I pull something up. Okay. <laughs> like, I mean, I just I texted you. I'm like, ah, the, just another night in the NEC. But by the way, who remind me? It's Merrimack and Sacred Heart, right? Right, that are leaving for the MAC next year. That is correct. Hold on. Um, Chicago State's league, my friend. Hold on. You good? I'm trying to pull something up, but the audio is super soft. By the way, like on the topic, you ever gotten stuck in an elevator? Elevator? I'm gonna be honest with you. I have not, at least not to my memory. I know that seems like something that would be pretty memorable. I got, I, I, I've never gotten stuck in an elevator either, but it seems like it's something that would be pretty traumatizing. Oh, absolutely. Imagine. Like it would probably make me claustrophobic. And like, I don't know how to, um, I, I don't really know how you can expect every one right, of those here, players. Here All right. So I was at Lemoyne tonight and I asked head coach Nate Champion, about his thoughts on that situation in the league. They still have to go play at LIU. You got stuck in the elevator at LIU. Will you guys be taking the stairs when you go down there? That's, that's funny. You know, uh, Sid Grant was talking to Bob Beretta. He was showing me the, the tweet that showed that. Um, obviously, weird things happen on the road. That's all I can say. Uh, but, you know, I'm glad that, glad that the kids are okay. Obviously, probably a scary moment for them. Uh, but... I guess we're going to ask to see if we can take the stairs or how many flights that's going to be. <laughs> All right. That was Lemoyne head coach Nate Champion after his Dolphins defeated Central Connecticut in overtime to clinch a playoff spot. Now, only one team misses the playoffs, and it's almost I was definitely. Say, I didn't know that anybody missed the playoffs. It's almost definitely going to be Stonehill, who fell to, I think, one in a lot today. <laughs> With a loss to Merrimack. 
Yeah. Uh, they're like three and 24 on the year. So they're bad. They're real bad. Um, Purdue's up eight now, by the way. Yeah, I'm seeing that. It, it's, by the way, it, it's an absolute crime if Cam Christie doesn't win freshman of the year in the Big Ten. Yeah, absolutely. He, he's great. We Let's open the show um, with some Bruce Pearl talk. It was not a close game. So, um, Auburn 101, South Carolina 61. Tigers had 22 assists to seven turnovers. They and they won. They hit 12 threes. They were yeah. 61% from the field. They were 89% from the line. It was a masterclass by the Tigers. Yeah, I mean, I took more away from Auburn in this game than I did South Carolina. I think people are gonna were really quick to jump to like a like. Metrics win, South Carolina's fraudulent, stuff like that. When in reality, like, Auburn's just a complete wagon at Neville Arena and in the jungle. Like, this team won't, might not lose to anybody at the, that place. They shoot the yeah. ball better there. They seems, it seems like they're just much more composed as a basketball team at home, which a lot of teams are. But that building just seems to have an effect on visitors that now a lot of buildings have. Trivia time. Top four teams at home in the country, according to Bart Torvik. Auburn. Yep, number four. You're watching one of them right now. Purdue. Yep, number two. That was going to be my next guess. Kansas. They are actually nine. Hmm. Hmm. They played some... They, didn't they play, like, Eastern Illinois or something and win by, like, six? Yes. That, that's probably why. That's like exactly what they did. <laughs> oh. um, there's two more. Both of them are in Kansas's conference. Texas Tech. No. Huh. Texas Tech lost to someone stupid. Well, at home well I know it's there. not Texas. They like don't win at home. <laughs> um. Texas Tech lost at home to Cincinnati. So yeah. Oh, okay. They also like they also kind of like fucked around with somebody. Yeah, they fucked around with Oral Roberts. Houston's got to be on here, right? Yeah, Houston's number one. And then Iowa State. Yeah, that is Hilton. correct. Iowa Hilton. State. Hilton Magic, baby. Houston. Yeah. Houston, pretty good at home for a team that was criticized by Big Game Boomer last week for their home atmosphere. Yeah, I think just Auburn at home, like they come out and they punk you. Their their last home games. By the way. By South way, Carolina by 40, Alabama by, by 18, Vanderbilt by 27, Ole Miss by 23, LSU by 15, AM by 11, Penn by 20, Chattanooga by 45, 35, Alabama State by 20, USC by 16, Virginia Tech by 17, Alabama AM by 30, and Southeast Louisiana by 15. Every yeah. game has been double fig, double digit win. For Auburn at home this year. Auburn's got five losses on the year, and four of them have been by by single digits. They have not won a single game this year by single digits. 0-4 yeah. in games that are decided by nine or less. Also, really random because I just brought well, not really random because I just brought him up. You don't follow Big Game Boomer on Twitter, do you? I do not. Dude, his college basketball stuff is the funniest thing ever. It's so bad. As soon as he says he likes a team, they lose like the next three. Didn't he say UNC would beat UConn he, by 10? He, 
He said Kentucky. He said Kentucky was the best team in the country. Kentucky lost like the next game right after. He said UNC was going to win the title. UNC's lost like three of five since then. He he's he said he started. He said a couple nights ago you started to really believe in South Carolina. First game after they lose by forty. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's actually awesome. The guy's a walking jinx, and it makes him look stupid. So it's a bonus. God, it's just, it's really funny when people that like are football guys like come in and try to talk college basketball in the, in the late winter and spring, like they actually have been well, watching. Not even in spring. They, they do it until the final four. Yeah. They, they don't even talk about like the national championship when it happens. They, they really don't. No one's, they don't stay up for that. Oh, the casuals. Um, Let's see. Eastern Kentucky beat um, our in, our glorious independent army. So now the season is over on Ken Palm for our independent army. They will finish the season at negative. Actually, that's not true because um, that's not true because other teams that they played could still affect it. But they are yes. done with Division One opponents. They will beat Indiana Northwest on Monday and improve to 12 and 18 on the season. Last year, they were 11 and 20. So it steps in the right direction, assuming they win. Listen, man, I just want them to finish top top 300 in Ken Palm. Man, is that too much to ask? They did it last year. They are 300th right now. Do they have, do they have any of the, Okay, Cardette's a junior. Corb, Corbett's a junior. Crawford's a junior. Like they obviously like the portal is in play here, but they they brought a lot of guys back this year. Like Chicago State's getting better. Like they're gonna be a, a factor in the NEC. They 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 will be a legit. Like if they bring back Cardit, that that's the best player in the conference. Yeah, the, the they're allowed to they're allowed to like go to the tournament as like the auto bid, right? Yes. Like okay. the fact of the matter is. The best player in the conference in the NEC is Jordan Durkak. He's no, on there. Merrimack's no, gone. No priest. Yeah, no no preseason Sam Fetterman tweets next year about what would Chicago State's at large record have to be, to be, or what would their record have to uh, be? That means a shout out on the eye of Col- on the eye on college basketball podcast, the second best college basketball podcast behind brackets, bubbles, and bits dealers. Hey, hey, we agree with them though. There's more of us. Yes, there's more of us than there are of them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's like to be serious for for a second. Chicago State won. If Chicago won State brings back Cardit, Corbett, and Crawford, I am like almost definitely picking that team to win the NEC. Yes, I, it would be hard to love to hear. It would be hard to imagine there's any team in the NEC with a better top three than that. To, it, to be to be like entirely serious about them though, like. They've won 11 games, and only two of them have been against non-D1s. I mean, like, Alan Jean Rose is gone from um, Central after this year. I think Jordan jo- – I'm not sure about Jordan Jones. I think he is as well. Um, I mean, LeMoyne's going to lose Cleary and Sutherland. Um, FDU, Almanor can come back. Jameson's gone. Emmanuel can come back, so that that's a good top two, and I think Terrence Brown is pretty solid too. But I'm I'm taking. I mean, Chicago you State know, went to their house and beat them. 
You know the league a lot Without better question. than I, you. You know the league a lot better than I ever would. Do they have? Does that league have any players this year like they did with Cone and Minor last year that were like big time transfers up? I'll text you after the show because I can't like say that on air. Okay. <laughs> I will get. I, I there's a. Solid I, was more, I was more so asking. Do they? Does the league this year have like cone and minor caliber players? Mm, not quite. Because those two guys were way too good for the NEC. There, there's, there's. I don't think there's anyone that's like gonna go to a high major and contribute. Okay. But I'll text you some names after the show of guys that I like because I, I could get in trouble for that. Yeah, be understandably. I mean, I I know I know a bunch of the SIDs in this conference. I could get in trouble for that. I know a bunch of the coaches in this conference too. Mm-hmm. Um, that is way too much NEC talk for the first fifteen minutes of the first podcast we've done in almost a week. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Welcome you- to Brackets, Bubbles, and Bid Steelers, folks. The only show on the planet. That will talk about the NEC before they will talk about North Carolina NEC. losing at Syracuse. Yeah, tell, tell tell me about your your court storming experience. So I wasn't in the student section because I was with Jaden. Okay, but I did storm the court. I got the video first, did, and then I was did like, you leave Jaden in the stands? Yes, I did. I mean, he's a UNC fan. I had. To I know. Him. I know. It's just. It's just the idea of you. It's just the idea of you turning. Well, to, no. I mean, I came back. I know. I know. It's just the idea of you like turning to him and being like, "Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going on the courts." <laughs> yeah, it was like I, I filmed the video at the end of the video. If you, you can hear me say, "Should I go?" and I, I I'm like, I stopped filming and I'm like, "I'm going. I'm going." <laughs> I grab it. I grab the jacket. It turns out the jacket I grabbed wasn't mine, so I had to put it back down and then grab my jacket because I wasn't sure like what was going to happen. So I grab my jacket, I run down the, I, like, now everyone's coming up the stairs because I'm not in the student section. So I have to kind of maneuver around some people to get down. And then I just kind of walk onto the court, get to the middle, and they're all jumping around, you know, like. Yeah, it looks like a party. It's a, it's a fun two minutes. Fonovich. It's a fun two minutes. Now, I, 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 I got, I haven't ever stormed a court. This year was my first field field storm ever, and it was very fun for Kansas State. Yeah, just storm the field after beating Kansas State, dude. They won the Big Twelve last year, beat us by like thirty, and like we. Uh, it's, 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 we it's just a wild thought a, for me. We won the game on a sixty-one yard field goal. No, 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 I get that. I get that. I'm not saying you shouldn't have done that. It's just, it's just like. Damn, like I don't follow college football like that. So yeah, no, 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 no. it was it was the justified. No, 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 I'm not saying it wasn't. It's just like it that comes as like I remember that happening, but I'm like, it's still like a really like and again, I'm all for court and field storming. I think it's awesome. <laughs> I think everyone should be allowed to do it after every win if the crowd is good enough. People who say that like field and court storming is bad, like ha- haven't they've done, never it. done it. They've, they've never, never done, done it. it. Like, or or they're just like, or they haven't done it in a very long time. They're grumpy old men. Court storming etiquette. No, no, shut up. Shut up. Okay. If there was a video, I forget what game it was, but like there was a team in college football this year that stormed and like they 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 stormed and like, huh? 
Colorado's strong enough to beating Colorado State. Is that what you're talking no, about? No, 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 no. But like there was something about like a like student like fan like saying something to a player from the team that lost and like with taunting him and like the player pushed him. And it's like, okay, yeah, like don't if, if you're a student, don't freaking do that. Cause then like then it becomes justified. Yeah, they try to get that opposing team off the court real quick. Yeah, which they should. Also, like, so, like the it's a lot easier to do it just because there's so much more space. So the student section at the dome is like detached. Is like it's it's a football stadium. Yeah. So there's space between the court, the baseline, and the student section. Right. So as the game was ending, like 45 seconds left, and it's just a foul fest. All of the students leave their seats, walk down to that space in between. Um, and like, so they're like shoulder to shoulder, like a couple hundred, maybe probably more than a couple hundred. Cause I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not sure if every student stormed the court, like there, there was, there were definitely more than a couple hundred students on the court. I, I don't know. Court storming math is complicated. There were probably a couple thousand students, maybe not a couple thousand students in that game, but like it did was you, not it was not a big crowd. Did you run into any Syracuse fans either in person or on Twitter that had the mindset of like we're Syracuse, like yes. we shouldn't be storming? So many of them. Okay. I feel like that's more of like an older generation thing. It is. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of people. And it's right. like Shut up. None of these none of these kids have had a big home win to celebrate like that. The Syracuse. last time, the last time Syracuse won a big home game like that, 2019. Syracuse has been a single digit seed in the NCAA tournament one time in the last Syracuse decade. Syracuse is a five-time ACC tournament quarterfinalist. <laughs> this year, baby, it's happening. <laughs> Syracuse beating you beating UNC in the 1-8 game. Syracuse is going to find their way into the 8-9 game. Yeah, Do you have any you thoughts about the game you know itself? You know what's funny about like the 8-9 game narrative? You, the reason Syracuse doesn't get to the semifinals of the ACC tournament is because half the time they lose the 8-9 game. Like it's not even it's not even like they have a chance. <laughs> anyway, do you have any thoughts about that game? Yeah, I actually watched a lot of it. I, I thought UNC's defense the last couple weeks specifically has just done a terrible job, like, rotating and getting on the helpline. Just all the things they were doing well a couple weeks ago have seemed to have disappeared, which is weird because it seemed like getting to the helpline and rotation seems like more of an effort thing than anything else. And, like, honestly, I, I think part of this is just – UNC's the hunted now. They weren't a couple weeks ago. Pe- people are giving them their best. That's what Syracuse did. Clemson came into Chapel Hill and did that. Also, like Brendan talked about it a little. Like RJ Davis just has not been playing as well as he ha- had been. Like early in ECC. I mean, he play. hit some shots. I-, I think he he hit some shots in this game. But yeah, like- he was good against Miami. I didn't think he was. Super Syracuse had a clear plan in this game. The plan was we will not let RJ Davis, Armando Baycott, or Harrison Ingram beat us. Mm-hmm. 
if we're gonna lose, and like Cormac, Cormac did hit some shots. It that it was if we're gonna lose this game, we're gonna make Cormac Ryan beat us, and he went four for nine from three. They left him open on basically every possession. He missed a bunch of open threes, but Syracuse just didn't miss. It was the highest, second highest effective field goal percentage UNC has given up in the Ken Palm era. And I think the highest is Tennessee this year. A game they won quite handily, actually. So Syracuse, I don't think this game taught me much about UNC, if I'm being honest. Because Syracuse didn't miss. I thought UNC's defense was fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, they clearly had a scout and they knew what they were doing. I think they followed the scout well. Um, they kind of, they, they kind of, not, not something you've said often this year about Syracuse basketball. No, no, not Syracuse. Oh, UNC. I think UNC okay. followed the scout well. They were in Chris Bell's face a lot. They were, that they, they weren't really, they, they didn't jump a ton on Mince's drives, but Mince kind of, jumped into them a lot which was which helped a lot they they kind of let copeland and taylor try and try and make shots and obviously taylor didn't take any shots because he's totally lost all of his confidence and unc dominated the glass syracuse won this which, game because I mean, if they, like the way syracuse plays that's what was bound to happen syracuse won this game because they didn't miss and they played 40 minutes of incredible energy. It was the best complete 40-minute performance I've seen of Syracuse basketball in a very long time. They wanted it. They wanted it so bad. And, man, if they hadn't shot 70%, 63% from the field, they wouldn't have won it. If they shot 56% from the field, they don't win this game, even with how hard they played. It was the hardest yeah, they do- played all year. I do appreciate the effort that they give uh, that they gave on Tuesday night. I just I'm hoping to see more of that to finish the season because at this point, like you're probably not playing for much. ACC fans on Twitter can say what they want. Like Syracuse has no, no chance of making the NCAA tournament unless they somehow steal steal a bid and reach their first ACC semifinal championship and then win the cha- championship ever. Hey, <laughs> hey, Mike Young. Four ACC tournament wins in 2022. Jim Bayon, five total ACC tournament wins. Naheem Aline has one fewer ACC tournament win and the same amount of national championships as Jim Bayon. <laughs> That's incredible. That's just incredible. Regardless, regardless. Like, Syracuse just made shots. Yeah, sometimes it's, sometimes it's that easy. They made shots and they fought their asses off. Chris Bell got an offensive rebound. He has five all year. It was a pretty crucial offensive rebound, too. He has five offensive rebounds all year. Did you know that? I did not know that. Chris Bell went from the Gonzaga game in Maui to the Clemson game on February 10th without an offensive rebound. That is one, two, three, four. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 games. He started all of them. 18 starts. He was playing 20 minutes a game 
with zero offensive rebounds as a six, seven wing. Do you understand how hard that is to do? I mean, that's more of an effort thing than anything else. I feel like, I mean, it's the, it's also the role that he plays. Like, just kind of shoot the ball. Does, does it bother the? Does it bother you that UNC has a like a guy that plays a lot that like just legit does not look at the ba- like does not look at the basket unless he's there. He's a dude that starts and doesn't look at the basket. <laughs> okay, yeah, but Syracuse isn't isn't like a Final Four contender. Like are, are I you, love Elliot Cadell. Are I you talking about Cadell? I think he completely changed this team, but he will not look at the basket unless he's like wide open. I mean, yeah. And Syracuse, he kind of tore Syracuse up in the middle of the zone. And again, I don't think this game tells me much about North Carolina because if Syracuse doesn't make a banked in three from 35 feet, another end shot clock three and a guy that's made four threes all year makes two in the first five minutes. If that doesn't happen, which it, none of it should have happened. UNC wins this game and nobody's talking about it. It's just, oh, UNC survives a tough one on the road. They got Syracuse's best shot. Syracuse hit all the shots. And Syracuse won by seven. It's not like UNC came out and got blown out. UNC fought and made this game a game. The way Syracuse shot, it shouldn't have been a game. After all these shenanigans, oh, man, UNC- Syracuse, made, Syracuse had some dumb plays in this game. They are a dumb basketball team. They wanted it so bad that not even their own stupidity could stop them. <laughs> That's a quote if I've ever heard one. <laughs> oh Do you know how many times they stopped the ball at half court? After after all of this, by the way, UNC actually it was zero. They didn't stop the ball at half court once. They attempted to stop the ball. They all ended in fouls. After all of these shenanigans, UNC is still going to win the ACC, by the way. Yeah. Because Virginia decided on Tuesday night to be a band of pranksters. Actually, Pitt just decided to make 15 threes. Pitt will do that to you. Pitt made 26 shots. 14 of them were threes. They were 10 on the glass. Can we agree that, like, Pitt is the only, like, legit ACC bubble team not named Wake Forest that like has a remote shot to make the NCAA tournament and like they still probably won't because they have a seven point home loss to freaking Missouri dude they beat they they were in a dogfight with Canisius (laughs) Canisius is four and nine in the back dude Missouri's (laughs) it would be the most pit thing ever do you know who they play on Saturday? Do they play Louisville? Yes. I, my hint was going to be the coach's son is on the team. <laughs> Four seconds. Rebound UCLA. So, hold on. We'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But they play Louisville at home on Saturday. Then they play at Wake. Okay, I, have a, I have a question for you. There's a chance that Pitt's at-large hopes are completely gone by Saturday night. There's a chance that their NIT hopes are completely gone by the time March rolls around because they host Virginia Tech and then go to Clemson. I have they a question for you. I would, I, like, they're not going to lose to Louisville, but I would not be surprised if they just somehow went out and lost four in a row. 
I've I've a question for you. Go ahead. Who has better road wins this season? Kansas or Missouri? Does Mizzou have a second? Oh, Minnesota. Minnesota and Pitt. No, legit, Minnesota and um and Pitt, those are better road wins than Indiana and um, the, Indiana and Oklahoma State. There is a there is a high major team that doesn't have a conference win. And there is a, another high major team that is going to be a two seed in all likelihood. And the team with no conference wins has better road wins on the year. Credit Dennis Gates scheduling and do not credit Dennis Gates coaching. It wasn't his, well, hey, it wasn't his doing. One of those games, one of those games was because of the ACC SEC challenge. He didn't schedule that. Hey, his team's in the SEC. <laughs> yeah, congrats. I'm Kansas is probably gonna have to play at Gamble next year. Just knowing how this thing is gonna work. I mean, is that not already scheduled? No. It was it was Big Twelve Big East challenge. Oh right, right. But I I would assume actually believe that, it's the battle, the biggest Big Twelve Big East battle. I would assume they're going to do that next year, unless like Houston wins the national championship and they have Houston come to Gamble. Actually, Houston went to Xavier, so they're probably going to have Houston play a home Didn't game. Iowa State have to go like to DePaul, dude? Like Iowa State. I want like that's a that's another venue that like UConn should UConn I want UConn to play in. Yeah, Iowa State went to DePaul and they dropped ninety nine. Dude, there are two teams in the city of Chicago. Sorry, three teams in the city of Chicago who would have been better opponents for Iowa State than DePaul. And none I of think them. They, I think none of them is Chicago State is Chicago State higher than DePaul right now? Like oh my God, points. they are. They're five spots higher than. DePaul. So, if you're, unless you're considering a Northwestern, like, not in the city of Chicago. I know they're not, but, like. They're not. Evanston's not Chicago. Include Northwestern. There's now four. Yeah. <laughs> There's four teams within 30 minutes that are a better, that are a better opponent. Yeah, there's. Hell, Iowa State would go into four, Walsh Ryan. Four then. other college, four other colleges in the Chicagoland area that would have been be- better opponents for Iowa State to go play. Later, and three of them are in Chicago City limits. Right? Am I am I missing any others? I think those are the there's yeah I think those are the five D ones in the Chicagoland area. Yeah. Oh, that's that's there, another win. It's another win for Mick Cronin's squad, squad baby. Yeah, we got we got a chat about this, baby. Um we'll, we'll, to we'll be get honest, back. like they still suck. We we have we have so, we have a lot more stuff to kind of get into after that, but man, they host Colorado and our Colorado's at large hopes are drifting. fading quickly. They're fading, fading fast. <laughs> you know who um they just got they just got lightning McQueen. Shoot, that's not what I wanted to do. Um Sebastian you know Mack, 19. Dylan Andrews, 13. Adem Bona, 14. These are the guys they've, they're they going to have to lean on. And they've kind of leaned a lot more on them recently, I think. And that's and that, that's worked out really well. Trivia time. Okay. UCLA on Saturday, I believe Saturday, will try to complete 
the home sweep of the Mountain teams in the Pac-12. Utah, over the last month of basketball, is ranked what on Torvik? Oh, like 130? 101. Not nearly that low. But here, here are some notable teams that they're ranked. By the way, below. UCLA is now 9-5 and five in the Pac-12. Wagon. Not this really. This is a team that started 1-4. and four. They're 9-5. and five. So some notable we, teams it that could Utah be bald is below. Cap season. It could be bald cap season. Let me Google it. Where to buy a bald cap in Atlantic City? Ann's Beauty Supply on Atlantic Avenue. Sam, has Utah played better basketball over the last month than Steve Problem's Murray State Racers? <laughs> I was actually thinking about Murray State earlier today. Why were you thinking about Murray State? Well, I saw a tweet. So Connor Wilson at Major Madness posted an article about how Connecticut has been like the best state for mid-major basketball this year. I saw that one. And Justin Perry, shot quality, re, uh, quote tweeted and said, New York's probably a close second. And I'm like, no, Kentucky. Because they're the only team bringing up the rear in Kentucky is Bellarmine. Murray State's 8-7 and seven, um, in the Valley. NKU. Morehead, Morehead State's the best team in the OVC. Yeah, Morehead State's the best team in the OVC. EKU is the best team in the A-Sun. NKU is really good. They just got a road win at Green Bay. Yeah, they're one of the top. State is doing solid. Um, and um, Western just got a road win at Louisiana Tech last week. Who was the yeah. one you said before Western? Murray State. Oh, okay. And Western's doing pretty well. They're 6-4 and four in, in Conference USA. Yeah, Murray State's going to play on that first day of the MVC tourney for sure. But they're they're, good they're a tough out. They got they got some guys that could put the ball. That, that's kind of what that's kind of what I figured they'd be this year. Just kind of like not great, but like a tough out. Well, like the, the Valley's just like tough because like I don't think that like Steve Prom is like one of the top half coaches in the league, but like he has some decent players and they're like very competitive. Yeah. Um, UCLA, do you have any kind of thoughts on UCLA? I mean, I still don't think they're very good. Like, like I, I jo- look, we'll joke about them probably for the next month because it's, Dude, they're going to go, they're going to, they're going to fuck around and win the NIT. <laughs> Are they going to make the NIT? <laughs> they win out. <laughs> they aren't going to win out. They have to go. They have to make the Washington trip still. They aren't going to win out. I'm calling it right yeah. now. We can clip this. UCLA will beat Arizona. March March 7th, first day of the Missouri Valley Tournament. We'll be going split screen with the, I guess it's probably the 6-11 game at night. Well, yeah, yeah we'll be going right. split screen with, we'll be going split screen with UCLA beating Arizona and one, two, three, four, five, six, Northern Iowa taking care of UIC. A team that's ranked high, ranked higher than DePaul in Ken Palm. <laughs> oh my God. By a hundred spots, by the way. <laughs> by a hundred and eighteen spots. Dude, UIC is terrible. And like, they are, and they are a hundred and eighteen spots higher than the high major team in their city. Like I was gonna be I'm gonna be honest, I just like looked it up like a couple minutes ago. UIC being one eighty seventh in Ken Palm was like a surprise to me. 
All right. Anyway, Eastern Washington is about to improve to 11 and one in the big sky. Shout out David Riley for how well this team has played after losing steel venters to the transfer portal to Gonzaga. They shot 64% tonight from the field. They are really freaking good. They have, they're really fun. I mean, they're 17 and eight. They have five guys that score in double figures and another that scores nine a game. Trivia time. How many of those guys can you name? From Eastern Washington? Yeah. None, dude. Jake Kyman. That's one of them. She's on Eastern Washington. <laughs> yes. You're not serious right now. I oh, am no, you're serious. dead serious that Jake Kyman is on Eastern Washington. <laughs> Who did that? Ta- Dude, I was listening. That reminds me. I was listening to Sweetie's podcast earlier today, and they were talking about the 2018-19 Gardner-Webb team <laughs> with Jose Perez. Oh, my God. Why were they talking about the 2018-19 Gardner-Webb team? Who did I text you the other day was, like, on some, like, random team? It was, like, DeAndre Williams, right? Oh, yeah, the Evansville team. <laughs> beat Duke. <laughs> no, that beat, yeah, um... Kentucky. Yeah, that beat Kentucky at Rupp. It was the, the same play. night, though. I, th- I think that was the same night that Duke lost. No, it wasn't Rupp. It wasn't the same night, but it was a very short time span between those two. Yeah. But Jake Kyman is on that team. Um, regardless, they're really good. They're now 11-1. and one. Um, Washington State is a wagon. Yeah. They're, they're really good. We talked about them the other day. They are. They are. They, they started one and three. They are up 17 on Cal right now. They could be 10 and four after this. Now they still do have to go to Arizona, but Mm -hmm. their schedule is not that crazy. Yeah. I mean, they could get out of, they could get out of this. They've played the toughest schedule of anybody in that conference so far. Yeah, this looks very manageable right now for the rest of the way. I would be, at this point, like, if they win Saturday, I'm going to say I'd be very surprised if they don't make the NCAA. I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say the same thing. And they're going to end up being a team that, like, no one sees because, I mean, they're playing on Pac-12 Network right now. And, like, I don't know. Like, go find it on your microwave. Washington State, I have to go back and find the film on Synergy. That's I mean, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's something on YouTube, right? No, yeah, there is, but Synergy. It's yeah, I mean, you have Synergy. I do not. So every, every uh, chance I get to mention that I have Synergy, I think I do. I will. I will be making the trip to the old yt.com to watch Washington State film. What? What? Gonna, if, we, if you, I told you. you I told you a couple days ago. They're going to be a team that like nobody's watched. So like, when everyone picks against them in the first round in like a seven ten game and they win. Everyone's going to be like super surprised when they turn on that game and find out, Oh yeah, this team's actually good because they are. They're super well coached and they're going to be in the damn WCC next year. Kyle Smith's going to leave. I think he's, I think there's a good chance both coaches at USC and UCLA are out at the end of the season. We'll, we'll have Curry Hicks age on the talk search season. True. True. like, I mean, Washington State's not a high major anymore. They're, yeah. Let's, let's be honest. They weren't really a high major. And he, he will, but... Sage, Sage loves Kyle Smith. He talks about him all the time. Oh, I listened to his face last night. He, Yeah, he, he did mention him. I mean, you you turned me on to Kyle Smith. 
Yeah. We'll we'll, 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 talk about, we'll talk more Kyle Smith later, but um yeah. Um UC San Diego is up 51 to 27 on UC Santa Barbara right now. UC Santa Barbara is in danger of falling to 6 and 8 in the Big West. They are awful, man. It's not gone their way. AJ Mitchell's three for ten. Dude, is Bag Pile gonna make like a run to like the semis of the Big West tournament? <laughs> Dude, Riverside's up on Fullerton right now, so I know that's why I asked. They beat Irvine by ten over the weekend. Who knows? We talked about that, Dude, right? If if they would at UC Davis on Saturday, like we're leading the pot with it. <laughs> if they win at Davis on Saturday, we're pushing some crazy agendas. My, Mike Magpile, Mick Cronin, first four. For, not first four. Those teams are too good to be in the first four. Mike Magpile, Mick Cronin, Sweet 16. Book it. <laughs> anyway. If, if Mike um, Magpile and Mick Cronin met in the Sweet 16, what's the only podcast where you get this info? What, what seeds would those be if UCLA and UC Riverside played the Sweet 16? Well, UCLA would be 12 seed. I would think I would think 11 or 15, 11 15, right? Yeah. No, dude. Fuck. Dude, fucking Riverside. Dude, they're, dude, they're Riverside some... 10 and 15. They'd be a 16. Dude, there are some Oh my god, they're 243rd in Ken They'd be a 16, dude. UC Riverside not getting a 16 would take some like truly awful teams winning their conference tournament. Like, well, unless Riverside just straight up wins out. Well, yeah, but then they'd be like a above 200 team in Ken Okay, anyway. This is an this absurd is, far too much we, we, We've talked for four minutes about a 10 and 15 UC Riverside team. <laughs> we we have spent more time about a 10 and 15 UC Riverside team than we have on every high major combined on this podcast tonight. That is why you tune into Bracket Bubbles and Bit Steelers. <laughs> we, we have to get back to that. Yeah, let's do that. Tennessee ass blasted Arkansas. That's one way to put it. It seems like everyone's doing that these days, except Mizzou. <laughs> well, I mean, that team, Mizzou's a corpse if we're being Jonas Adu had 23 and 12. Dalton yeah, well, back, had... to play, back to playing like his normal self after a bad game Saturday at AM. Yeah, I mean, just Arkansas sucks. I don't really have anything else to say about this game. Like, like Tennessee just dominated them in every single way. Just like I'm so confused, like what Arkansas's direction is from here. I think the direction is Musselman gets out of there. I mean, you you know, this is the first time him his he stayed at a job for five years. <laughs> it's the first adversity that he's faced at Arkansas. What's to say he's not just going to jump? There, there the will be there will be calls. There will be calls for him. The he's problem good, is, and he's a good coach. He's a damn good basketball coach. Yeah, the problem is like. He's had, oh my God! High Point lost to USC Upstate yesterday. Yeah, you didn't. You, you just saw that. I just saw that right now. It's okay. Alan Hustle be at Indiana State soon enough. I don't think I can name the USC Upstate coach. I couldn't. I mean, you can name a lot more coaches than me. I did the coaches quiz yesterday. And I got like three hundred. Okay, that's a lot more than me. I got two. I got. Around two two hundred the last time I did it. 
By the way, someone challenged me yesterday to a uh, to a, to the Jet Punk quiz, uh, the college basketball team's quiz. How many? He, he got two hundred. I got like three fifty one. Like, who, who? What was the worst one that you missed? Um, I missed Army and Navy somehow. No way. Yeah. I mean, but I get the, all the, the other eight, the other eight I missed were like the usual suspects. Like, I always forget freaking Presbyterian. I don't forget Presbyterian. I will forget like I'll forget like Ohio Valley teams. Oh no, dude, I rock with the Ohio Valley. I'll forget that, like that I, might be that I mean that like, might be I always I always have like Maryland Eastern Shore as the last team that I get in the MIAC. That also might be because there are like three Ohio Valley teams within like two and a half hours of me. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I like I will miss some. I, I miss a I, swack sometimes. I'll miss Sun Belt. Yeah, I'll cool. miss one of those in like the Southland. It's always difficult to get like the bottom of the Sun Belt. Like, cause like. It's a good enough league, but I just never think it's about like so the many, bottom of it. it. The Sun Belt and CAA are like the same to me. They're just so many teams. No, they're not the same to me because I'm CAA is a local league. Yeah, but like neither of those leagues are local for me, so I always forget like one CAA team, maybe a Sun Belt team. Yeah. Um, anyway, how does it feel to know that we were right about Colorado? <laughs> this team. <laughs> I mean, we actually were definitely not right about Colorado because Cody Williams is a beast. Well, we were wrong about certain parts of Colorado, but however, Colorado is currently 35th in Ken Palm and on the verge of missing the NCAA tournament, which is a win in my book. Absolutely. Anyway, we, we got to talk. Because South Florida is eleven and one in the American, we kind of mentioned. We kind of mentioned real, it. real quick. Do you think people aren't taking Tennessee seriously enough? This is a legit top five team in the country, like no doubt. I agree. They are a national championship. Contender. Like I said the other after they lost to A and M the other day, and like granted they played terrible. The game was never close. I my dad texted me and he's like, "Oh, Tennessee's playing terrible tonight." I'm like, "If Texas A and M hits eleven threes again in a game." game this year like i'll buy you lunch (laughs) i i think i think that tennessee is a national championship contender yeah no like we all agree we i think you everyone in their mother agrees that uconn and purdue are the clear-cut two above the rest well kenneth our friend kenneth doesn't dude kenneth's houston bias is I'm starting to think David Campbell runs Ken Bomb. <laughs> anyway, um, but you you and I can agree. The bra- our bracket comes out four weeks from s- Sunday, I believe. Yes, it does. Right, and we will have a live show that night around eleven thirty, probably. Probably four weeks from four weeks from Sunday, our bracket comes out. What what four weeks from Sunday? You and I will both have UConn and Purdue in the in our final four, most likely in the national championship game. Who who we pick to win the other two regions just depends on who is in the other two regions, frankly. 
I mean, teams that I look at right now as legit. There, there are a lot of teams I think are Final Four caliber, but like Te- teams that I look at as like the most legit of Final Four contenders outside of those two, Houston, Tennessee, Marquette are probably like the the top three. Iowa State has to be in the conversation. I was going to say Iowa State. I really like Illinois still. Like, Illinois, yeah, I agree about that. Um, but like, thing is, like those are the teams I'd say I'd be most confident in. But this then, like, why, I wouldn't be I would surprised say, if we looked up and Baylor just shot 50% for the, through four games. This is why that we always say or, don't pick a Final Four until you see a bracket. Because I don't really like Illinois. Don't a single I've, thing until you see a bracket. The only thing I know is who I think are the two best teams in the country that I'll probably have in the national championship simply because I think they're that much better than everyone else. Not because I think they're going to be in the national championship, just because I think they're that much better than everyone else. I now, really like I really like Purdue Illinois. You ends up having to play against like four really incredible coaches in a row. Like say they have to play like a four-seeded, like a fifth-seeded Texas Tech in the Sweet 16, then like second-seeded Kansas in, in the in the Elite 8, then then they have to Jeez, play I would, like I would have I would have a great time in Detroit if that was the case. Then, then they have to then they have to play like Houston in the final four and Yukon in the title game. Like there's a good chance I picked them to lose one of those games simply because it's hard to outcoach four top 10 coaches in the country in a row. Yeah, it's the reason that we say the things that we do about this is because I really like Illinois. I think Illinois could be a Final Four team. What if our bracket comes out in a month and Illinois is the four seed in UConn's region? Yeah. Like, the, that, that's why what we if, don't... What if they're a four seed and the five is Texas Tech? Yet. Yeah. What if they're a four seed and the 13 is... Oh, dude! If, if Illinois has the is a four seed and their five is Texas Tech, their fans might riot, dude. That's like they continuously get the worst luck with draws. I'm I don't think they're gonna get um a, a tough thirteen seed. I don't think the I think the thirteen. I don't even know it. if there is a tough thirteen seed. Honestly, we don't we don't really know. I think they're I think like McNeese is tough, like as a twelve. Like they're twelve, and that's typically a team that I think would be a thirteen. Most one, one thing one thing Kevin said on his pod today is like if if Dayton plays McNeese in the first round, like you can't like convince me that McNeese won't almost be favored in that game. I, I wouldn't be able to take my eyes off that game. No, I know. That would be would, that, that's like, main TV type stuff. McNeese is still doing like the, the triple switches that LSU was doing. Like they play like LSU did. Dude, a couple of, years ago. of course they, like, they're someone... just they're they are just athletes, dude. They're they're just freaks. Someone's gonna be, get really smart and tire Will Wade in the cycle. I don't know who it's going to be. It might be one of those things that's like, okay, this is a job that we don't expect to open, but their coach took another job, and so this this team hired Wade. I mean, his teams are just more athletic than everyone else. And again, dude, McNeese, McNeese, right now, they like I again. People will think they're an offensive team because their offense ranks higher than their defense. Those people have not watched McNeese. No, dude, they're a nightmare to prepare for on the defensive end because they switch. They switch everything. They're the they are the number two defense in the country in points per possession on synergy. Now that does include the games that they played against Mississippi University for Women (laughs) Company. (laughs) Almost, almost had that game out of my mind, Sam. But like they just went to another team's gym in their league. They were twenty point Ken Bomb favorites, and they covered by thirty. Okay, 
I'm going to read you a list of eight teams. These are 34 seven after 10 minutes. These are the current four and five seeds, according to Joe Anardi. Dayton, San Diego State, South Carolina, Baylor, Creighton, Illinois, Wisconsin, BYU. McNeese is more athletic than like seven of those teams. It is absurd what what they have put together this year. Like, I say the mid-major group is weak. McNeese is not weak. Yeah. That's like the one team that I think is really good um, out of this. Out of this yeah. Group. If you if you were gonna tell me like, hey, there's gonna be a auto bid below like the eleven Dude, line. Is Xavier is Xavier gonna like do anything or no? What do you mean? Are they gonna do anything? They just suck, right? Dude, it was only a matter of time before they just like gave up. Their season was was over in October. Like it felt like they were making like some progress. They just came out yesterday and they they had no energy. Okay, if I'm being honest, I, and I'm being 100% serious here, if UConn wasn't as good as they were and the Big East was kind of just like no elite team, I'd give coach of the year in the league to Sean Miller. Like there's absolutely no reason this team should be 44th in Genbom. Absolutely done. The Big East, the middle of the Big East is like just a bunch of really well awful, awful dude. Like every, I think people are gonna end up mistaking this like fun bubble that they have for like good teams. Like, but I, I just look at these teams like Shaheen Holloway, Sean Miller, Thad Mata. I think Kim English is great. Like, I think he's been great this year. You watched that team? Yeah, I They're actually coached. I actually like low key think of like. It removes Xavier from this. You can include Villanova because, like, sure, why not? Well, okay, they're not well coached. <laughs> but, no, of, like, the Butler, Seton Hall, St. John's, Providence, Villanova group, I actually think Butler's, like, the best of those teams. Oh, absolutely agree. I think Butler's better than Seton Hall. I think Butler's better than Providence. I think Butler's better than Villanova. I think Butler's I think Butler's the fourth best team in the Big East. Like if you, they haven't gotten the hype of like those other teams because like Seton Hall, but we all know Shaheen, St. John's, Patino. But Mata took a team to the national championship game. Providence has had so much drama this this year. Butler has some dudes that can flat out play. I mean, we Dad Mata won thirty five, won thirty four games twice. He won thirty games three times at Ohio State and twenty nine another two. Has it you frustrated you? Has it frustrated you a little bit, like the last couple days, how like these like casual fans are pretending like Ohio State isn't a good basketball job? Ohio State isn't like yeah, it's gonna play job. second fiddle to football there, but it is a good job. I mean, Alabama has Nate Oates. That's a great coach. They're a football school. You don't have to be a basketball school to have a great basketball coach. I understand why a biggie, a current Big East coach wouldn't want that job, but it is a good job. Oh, Sean Miller's been tossed around for that job. By the way, Sean Miller can coach. Yeah. I'm excited for this this coaching off carousel offseason. It seems like Me it could too. be really fun. The thing, the, the annoying thing about it though is that it's not really the offseason when the coaching carousel happens. No, you know, like, like the tournament's still going that, on. That's what sucks for me. 
the tournament's still going is going on. Like yeah, um, just look. My, my team had a co- my team had a coaching change to my team had a coaching change two years ago. Not talking about Duke. I'm talking about my school. My school had a coaching change two years ago. Like Conzo Martin was fired while the SEC tournament was still going on. It had not reached completion yet, and he was out. Yeah. Um, do Do we want to talk about Indiana State? I feel like we have to. Let, let Let's Let's like uh, it's it's a letdown game. They get ranked. They have all the hype. Got a shit team coming in with no with all due respect. Um, and they just they got punked. <laughs> with all due respect to the. Uh, Tom is of the Missouri Valley. Yeah, <laughs> you're 12 and 14. You're like, what, 175th again, Bob? What was like, okay, I don't think anything less about Indiana State because of this game, but what was worrisome is like 193rd. Okay, that was really offensive. I did not mean <laughs> it like that. Just Illinois State had like Indiana State should have been able to handle. Let's put it that way. Okay, my problem was Illinois State had, like, two, like, players that, like, actually, like, Jordan Davis is, like, a role player for them. But Darius Burford's their best player, and he didn't play. Like, that was the that was the most concerning part about it to me. Look, Indiana State shot 8 for 38 from 3. 8 for 38. Mm-hmm. How many games are you going to win when you shoot 21% from 3? And yeah, your threes like, are more than half of your shots. It's just the concerning thing is here is like they Look, weren't really like they're, incre- they're an incredible shooting team. They are an incredible three yeah. point shooting team. Look, but they like, beat Drake. They beat Drake at seven for thirty. You can't just write that, but like people aren't just going to write it off as like a fluke. Like this is a quad four, and frankly, they lost it by thirteen, so it destroyed a lot of their good metrics that they had. Look, when this team is hot, they will beat a good Belmont team by 30. They will beat Northern Illinois by Northern Illinois stinks. They will beat when, when this team is hot, they can crush anybody just with the pace of their offense. But Illinois State is a team that like they probably should be beating by 15 or 20 at home and they lost by 13. Again, you know, it's, you know, it's I like, don't, I don't think Indiana State's like a bad team because of this. I don't think anyone does. No, like I didn't see anyone calling like the like the fraud card when they lost. Like it was mostly just like bracketologists talking about like how bad it, like it could be to their resume. Yeah, because I think right. I think I think people have developed enough of a respect for shirts this year. And a lot of that, I, I I honestly think, is on narrative because I don't know how many people actually watch this team play. <laughs> I mean, I have. They're fun. They're fun as hell. You, people, people can th- thank me for, for this, by the way. Like, I've been quiet about this because, like, he's been, like, the Internet's favorite coach and, like, a national, like, nationally, like, respected and loved guy this year. But, like, dude, I was talking about him last, last year to you on the show when he was, like, the five seat in the Missouri Valley. Yeah, Josh like, I, I, I told you, I'm like, this guy runs like some of the best offense in the country. He's going to be a high major, major coach, like much sooner than people think. Yeah, I mean, 
I didn't, th- I didn't expect this, but I also will say that like, I picked them to finish second in the, in the Valley at the start of the year. And they were picked. Yeah. We, like, we both have it in the top 100. Yeah. They were picked ninth by the coaches. And by the way, like didn't expect them to like do what, like what they did with the players they have. Obviously we expected Avila and Swope to be great, but like Ryan Conwell has been unbelievable for this team. Jason. Kenfield yeah. I mean, I thought Aaron good. Gray would be, I thought Aaron Gray would be their third best player. Yeah. I mean, he's barely played. Like I know he needed a waiver, but like, but even then he's played 60, he's played 10 minutes twice. Jake, Jake Wolf's the guy that I ca- thought would start for them after coming in from Moorhead. Yeah. He, I mean, Jason played, Kent has been he played, remarkable. He played 20% of the minutes. Jason Kent has been just remarkable. Julian Larry has been remarkable. Um, just feels like things have gone so well. Yeah, Larry. Really... I, I would say I'm concerned that they don't really have much depth, but like Jake Wolf is good enough to play more minutes than he has. Mm-hmm. Same with Aaron Gray and same with Mason Miller. Yeah. It's just that they haven't needed to. Like they straight up haven't needed to. They um I forget what game it was, but they had a game earlier in the year where they were like it was a couple weeks ago. They were pretty banged up and they had to go deeper into their bench and just like absolutely wrecked someone with, with play, playing like Jaden Daughtry got minutes in that game. They had to just go deep into their bench because they were really banged up. Jaden Shirts got minutes against Valvo. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know there was a Jaden Shirts. Also, also, I like. I haven't really talked about this, but like, I think there might be, and this is purely speculation. Like I don't have sources on this. I don't have, this is purely speculation. There might be like multiple coaches in the Valley that are fired this year. All right. Yeah. We'll we'll move on from, from that point. Cause that was a, that was a very long Valley update. Yeah, it was. Drake beat Evansville on a half court buzzer beater. Sad yeah, news was, for America. Dude, Evansville's good. Like they're gonna be probably like the nine seed, or maybe maybe they slip to a ten. Ten, maybe they get up to like an, the eight. Like that eight nine game. Who like if it's Evansville, Missouri State will be very competitive. Oh, Long Beach State over UC Davis on the road. Damn, I like that. I like that UC Davis team. One more thing we haven't talked about this year. Sorry, we, one more thing we haven't talked about yet. We we kind of grazed over it. One, one more thing. Kansas fifty, Texas Tech seventy nine. Look, I get that they didn't have McCuller, but like, come, dude, on. it was just like pathetic. They showed no heart, no effort. Worst I've ever seen a Bill Self team play. Yeah, it was, it was not good at all. Like, <laughs> flat out embarrassing. Like, I had, a, I, I had a friend from Kansas text me that, like, he hadn't felt this defeated about a Kansas game since the USC game where they lost to him by 30 in the second round. Okay, yeah, that that's the worst I've seen a Bill Self team play. Like, it, it got to the point where I looked at it and I'm like, oh, Furby's playing well. Okay. This I mean, I love okay. And this emptied their bench in that game. If, if had I had told, if I one, had told you, 
Hold on. Kansas had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys come off their bench and play in that game. I texted two of my How friends. How many can you name? I texted two of my friends at Kansas real quick. And by the way, I can name a couple. I texted one of my friends at, my friends at Kansas on Monday afternoon before this game happened and said, if I don't see some Jankovic minutes tonight with this shortened bench, I'm going to be pissed. That's one. That's one. Michael Jankovic. Yep, there's one. How many guys came off their bench? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nick Timberlake. No, 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 no. In the um, in the game against USC. Oh. Um, Chris Tehan. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. There were four freshmen off the bench. Dewan Harris. Yes. One of them's in the NBA. Um, Christian Brown? No. He played 33 minutes and started. Okay, Abaji? scored five points. <laughs> um, no. The, the dude who is the most overrated star in the country. Oh, Jalen Wilson. Yeah, of course. Um, All right, you have five more. One of them is like the best player in a conference. What? Can you give me their starters? That might help me a little bit. Ochai Abaji, Christian Brown, Marcus Garrett, David McCormick, and you're not going to believe this, Bryce Thompson. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bryce Thompson. That was, that, was, that, guy. that was a team I picked to go to the Elite Eight, by the way. <laughs> okay. One of the guys on the bench is a junior who is somehow still in college and probably the best player in a not bad mid-major conference. His team is 23-2. and two. Not Shahada Wells. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this team's 23 and 2. Oh, it's Ty and Grant Foster. Yes, Ty and Grant Foster. There is one guy who might have played a million years at Kansas, and I don't think he ever got a start. No, he got he got a couple starts his senior his, his third senior year. Oh, Mitch Lightfoot. Yes, Mitch Lightfoot. Uh-huh. You have Hold two on. more. Well, okay, Remy Martin wasn't there yet. I, I don't think you're gonna get either of these guys. You said McCormick started for them, right? Yes. You, I don't think you're going to get either of these guys. Give me one the of them initials. Is, actually, one of them is a Chicago kid. Oh, Joe Yesifu? No, he was a drink. No. no. This guy was. This guy's now at Stephen F. Austin. I'll tell you what high school he went to. Okay. This is Keller Central. That's not a real place. <laughs> That's not in Chicago. I'll tell you that much. It says he's from Chicago. Yeah, maybe Keller Central is like a random prep school that collapsed two years ago. Oh no, the school's in Fort Worth. Yeah. Did he go to did he go to high school in Chicago at all? No. Fort Worth. You're no. not gonna get it. You're not gonna get it. It's give me his Lat- initials. Latrell Josell. Dude, who is that? <laughs> He's at Stephen F. Austin now. And then who's the other one? Gethro Muscadine. Wait, that name sounds familiar. <laughs> Yeah, he was on the New Mexico State team that oh. beat UConn, I think. Oh. No, wait. He, sorry, he was on the New Mexico team that next year, not New Mexico State. Okay, That's, I was going to say that sounded familiar. 
who why is this name familiar oh no he was on the transfer um list when we made it <laughs> two really years ago. yeah for some reason you probably recognize the name from kansas yeah maybe all right um that's that for for that kansas look we got michael jankovich minutes so yeah uh shout out um darian williams though this dude is a stud for um texas tech grant mccaslin's an elite 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 head coach yeah I mean, that, that seems dangerous. They're going to end up working their way to probably a five or four seed even. Schedule looks very manageable down the stretch here. Just a dangerous team, man. Yeah. Um, he, he, do we have to talk about the, like the whole Ed Cooley stuff? The I'm rich as shit stuff? <laughs> yeah. No. Was that last week or this week? No, that I think that was this week, but who really cares? I mean, just the, the villain arc that Ed Cooley has gone on is so awesome. <laughs> yeah, so and like, hey, like I appreciate it. The man is for the people in terms of. I'm glad content. he's like. I'm get, glad he's embracing it. I'm glad he's now like truly unlikable. Do you hate him? No, I respect the shit out of this. I do too, honestly. Like, I like. I think he. I, I think he. I, I like. I kind of defended the move to leave Providence because I thought Georgetown's just. You know what? Sometimes, sometimes you just gotta go. Oh. Yeah, I. I, I mean, I didn't fault him for it. Like, I get Providence fans were gonna be unhappy, but. It, it is what it is. Like. They might hate him forever. It might not work out. It, it honestly, like, it was. It's a fun storyline to follow. Yeah. Um. Anyway, with um, Wisconsin stopped their slide. Um. Finally. Do you have any thoughts? I think my view of Wisconsin over the past two months has been clouded by the fact that I was rooting for them to win the big 10. I stand by the fact that like they are more athletic than they have been in the past. I stand by the fact that this is a good basketball team, but the ceiling is still probably relatively low compared to some other of the top teams in the country. Anything else on um, that? Yeah, not really. Um, Kentucky finally won a home game. Yeah, how about it? Congrats to John Calipari on winning a home game. That is... Sounds like we might be congratulating John Calipari on some retirement soon, too. <laughs> Texas A&M is... Oh, just geez. when you think you're, just loses when you think you're in, they pull you back out. Like, it's the opposite. Like, oh, oh man. I, I, I don't think Texas A&M is a tournament. Like, I, I, I don't think they are good. 
Like, I know they're going to make the tournament. I straight up Dude, don't think they're going to They are good. I, like, it was the same thing, like I said, about UNC a few years ago. Like, they're going to make the tournament. They're not good enough to make the tournament. Like, I don't, I watch them play, and I think they're bad at basketball. What year did you say that about UNC? The year they made the championship game. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the year before because, like, the year before, I didn't think they were very good good at all. Oh, I didn't think they were good that year either. Like, I picked them to lose to Wisconsin in a game they lost. I didn't think that Wisconsin team was good either, though. So, no, but I thought I just thought Wisconsin Wisconsin was was such a computer tricker that year. They were they were 14th in Ken Palm in 2021. Yes. I was going to say, they weren't 2014th in Ken Palm in 2022. They were 37th. They weren't even 14 spots lower than 14. Anyway. Computer tricker. Wisconsin being a computer tricker just, like, doesn't sit right with me. How did they get get this high? What? What? What year? How did Wisconsin get to 14th in Ken Palm? Like, it's not I like they know, were beating good teams. Did they, did they slap the crap out of somebody? Not really. Oh, they beat Louisville by 40. <laughs> Was Louisville good that no. They were like a bubble team. They were 59th in Ken Palm. Oh, I remember them being a bubble team that year because I had someone that kept asking me, is Louisville going to make the tournament? Duke actually probably knocked them out. Um, Washington State okay, now up I think, by. I think the reason for that is like Wisconsin really didn't get blown out all that much. Washington State is up by twenty. Miles Rice has twenty-five and five. Good. Does he have a case for National Freshman of the Year? Does he have a case? Probably. Is he going to get any sort of recognition for it? Absolutely not. I mean, they're going to like absolutely give it to Reed Shepard, right? On, like, low usage, like, how could you? Like, they're yes. Either him or Dillingham. It's going to be one of the Kentucky kids that gets it. And, like, they're like they're good. But, like, that team sucks. <laughs> and, <laughs> dense. and, like, the, like, Reed's a good defender, but, like, the fact that they play two six threes and six six foot guards like on the court at the same time so much is part of the reason they're so bad at defense. Can I be honest for a second? I, I'd give it to Xavier Booker. <laughs> anyway, who would you give freshman of the year to? I just said Miles Rice. Do you think I'm biased saying that like I would probably like probably give it to Jared McCain? I'd put Malik Mack before Jared McCain. Okay, I think that's fair. Um, I'm just thinking about what, what other freshmen. Like, I wouldn't I give it. I wouldn't go Momsilovich over McCain. I wouldn't go. Yeah, Walter no, I'd over, take McCain over Momsilovich. Wouldn't go Walter over McCain. Wouldn't go Cody Williams over McCain. Um, I might take Cody Williams. Wouldn't go Castle over McCain, although he's been not yet. Uh, Toppin, JT Toppin. Yeah, that's a good call. That's a good call. Toppin over McCain, I would say. Wouldn't go for I wouldn't go Furphy over McCain. Yeah, I would probably say who would you take McCain or uh, DJ Thomas at UNLV? Good question. Uh that that team stinks. So like they actually haven't been playing terrible, but like I'd probably Haggard. take McCain still. Dude, but PJ you're, you're probably right with Miles Rice stuff. Dude, PJ Haggerty's averaging twenty five and three and a half. <laughs> 
that might be your freshman of the year. Yeah. Um, I mean, but I mean, Miles Rice is averaging 16, three and four at a high major. Speaking of freshmen, Bud Clark had a huge game tonight. He dropped 29, including the final six for Merrimack. Oh, uh, what a, what about Xavier Brown? Not national freshman of the year. Cause like straight up doesn't play enough. Is he going to be a 10 freshman of the year? Actually, he plays 70% of the minutes. Um, I mean, he's also just like maybe the, like, the third highest usage and like importance guard on that team. Like he's True. amazing, but like they have Reynolds and Lynn Greer, Lynn Greer yeah. do a lot of stuff for them. I think oh Xavier. God, Brown. This team has no business being 107 in Ken Bomb. What St. Joe's? Yeah. In terms of their talent. Yeah. Absolutely. Billy Lang sucks. Get Matt Langle in there right now. Dude, they have dude, they have um three elite guards, another guard who shoots the crap out of the ball. Wait, what did Rishna he tell you running, earlier this Sandico. What, what was his quote at the press they conference? Blew, they blew a nine-point lead with six minutes left, and he said the game didn't slip away from them. That's the dictionary no, definition it, of slipping. It actually did a full face plant to the to them. <laughs> okay. Anyway, they they lost to Loyola again the other night because Dude. of course they did. Loyola, Dude, by the way. Loyola though. Give yeah, I gotta give a hand. Drew Valentine can coach. I saw a meme earlier this year about Loyola. Like it was like someone saying, like, when you realize as I was retiring soon, so you have to like start coaching again. <laughs> Hey, the Harry Potter scarves. You gotta, you gotta give a, you gotta give some credit there. Yeah, I mean they they have two losses in the A10. Richmond at home by two. VC USC is seven. currently beating Utah. Who is USC? Me and you have been adamant for the last two weeks that Utah's missing the tournament. Utah's not good. Utah is not good. They, they give me very like Nevada from last year vibes. Dude, is Rutgers gonna like? Fuck around and make a tournament with Williams. With I said the other. I said the other day they were getting. To, I said to my friend the other day that they were getting to the semis of the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, I mean Jeremiah Williams, fifteen five and five today. Granted, Northwestern is down Barry for the rest of the year, but still, good win for them. And and it's Northwestern away from Welsh Ryan, which means it's basically toughest place to play in the country if your name's not Chicago State. <laughs> I mean, hey, Northwestern outside of Welsh Ryan is basically Chicago State, so. And that's no disrespect to our Cougars. No, that's um, that's a, it's a compliment. Drexel came back to beat Hofstra. They were down by 10 at halftime. Jesus, Pacific is so bad. Xander Rice had a half-court game winner for Monmouth today. The Hawks are 7-6 and six in the CAA. They won seven games total last year. Dude, Pacific is down 26 at Santa Clara, and Benjamin and Ball aren't playing. Jesus Christ. That team is awful. <laughs> they are terrible. <laughs> um, right. Shasta Bryant. Um, 17 and 9. And um, they hit the over 15 and a half. So um, that's a dollar for me. Shoot. And the key. Um, Little Rock, 69. Moorhead State, 68. Another dollar for me. What did you have, Little Rock? 
Yeah, you had I had Little Rock, you had Moorhead. What was the line? It was a random game. Oh! <laughs> I won Boy. both random games this year. You won both last year. That's true. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Dude! These... Washington today picked up win number 14. They are now two wins away from cashing my over. They're not getting there. Um, let me just check some other stuff. They're, they're they're not getting there. They got one more win the rest of the year. Actually, I lied. They're playing USC at home. I lied. I lied. You're gonna win. Um, shouts to App State. They um today won their twenty first game. So I lost that one. Yes. Thank God. Justin Kearns can coach. I, I'm, I'll tell you this. I don't think UCLA is getting to 28 and a half. Okay. Real, real. Yes, they are. They are. Believe it. If, if they, do you, like, is it even possible? By, by the way, really random question. Do you know who UT Arlington's starting backcourt is? I know it's something stupid. It's I don't remember really funny. It. Oh, Philip Russell's one of them. Philip Russell is on UTR LinkedIn, yes. <laughs> Why do I know that? And who else? Dejuan Gordon. Oh my, of course. I, I randomly thought about Philip Russell today because I'm like, oh, he was good last year. Where, where's he at now? And I've looked it up and he's playing for UTR LinkedIn. He's been hurt a lot this year, but averaging 13, 14 a game when he's healthy. Yeah. Shout out. Who's the coach Um, like that's just the whole thing with with this program. Um, I look at some other stuff just going on around the around the country today. Uh, Sam Houston is now seven and three in Conference USA. Western Kentucky seven and four, Louisiana Tech seven and three. That's such I think an interesting league. That's such an interesting league. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it kind of sucks. Like there's Louisiana, some, there's some teams like that Louisiana play, Tech has good players, but like Louisiana Tech is tough. Like the teams are tough, but I don't think they're any. I don't think the teams are particularly good. But Louisiana right. Tech could be a really tough matchup for um, a given high major. Like everyone in that league has three three wins, and they've only played ten conference games, so. Yeah. Um, tomorrow night, Mac basketball, Ivy League basketball, VCU at SLU, um, and Big Mountain West game at VA Haas, New Mexico against San Diego State. San Diego State hasn't lost at home yet, right, this year? Um, I don't believe so. No, 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 they have not. They have not. They've lost a bunch on the road. San Diego State's losses this year. At BYU, at Grand Canyon, at New Mexico, at Boise State, at Colorado State, at Nevada. Yeah. Still have to play at Utah State and at UNLV. 
Not to mention New Mexico at home tomorrow night and Boise State at home to end the year. Um, I think we're gonna oh, Ohio and Toledo is another fun one tomorrow. Just some fun basketball. What's the Friday game of the night. night in the MAC tomorrow? The game of the night in the MAC tomorrow in in um, Niagara Fairfield. Hmm. And also, you get Iona Manhattan rivalry renewed. Oh, calling it right now! Villanova is going to lose to Georgetown tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Call calling it right now. Villanova's you, losing to Georgetown. Does Kyle tomorrow. Neptune last another year? I don't think they're firing him after this year. Like, I don't think they're firing him after this year. But like, if if things are real, if things are bad again next year, that could be like a. Like okay, they move on in like February, type deal. Like the, like Holtman just had this week. Holtman's been there seven years. Yeah, but like you have to get like with NIL so, yeah, now. We like, don't have to kind of talk about that because I know we've talked about it plenty. Do we have to talk any more about it? We, we talk so we talk so much like off our show that like I feel like sometimes we like don't acknowledge stuff like as much as we need to on our show. Yeah. That's why we need to start making rundowns. Who would you, I mean, okay. Who do you, who do you think, you're, who do you, who would you hire if you were Ross Bjork? Who do you think is going to be hired? I'd hire Will Wade. I'd hire Dusty. I think Will Wade's a little cheaper than Dusty. Maybe. Ohio, I, State I, just, oh, Ohio State just paid a $14 million buyout. I'm not really super concerned about their financials. I mean, it's more that, like, I just think Dusty's going to jack up the price for anyone that's not Indiana. Hope he does. Indiana should be firing Woodson, like, this moment to hire him. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be such a game of cat and mouse because May wants Indiana. Indiana wants May, but Indiana doesn't want to fire Woodson yet. Like, is that Do Do you know how old Mike Woodson is? 62? He's 65. He was 62 when he got the job. This came to my attention today. He's 65. What What are you, like, holding on to him to, like, turn around? He's only going to coach for, like, three or four more years anyway. Yeah. Like, you brought this guy in to revitalize the program for the next guy that came in. Cause you knew Woodson wasn't going to be there all that long. And I think he did a good job of that. Honestly, if they let him go after last year, but like now they've taken a step back and are in a worse spot than they were because he, two years ago. cause look, he, I'm going to say this like TJD was Archie's player. Like, yeah, if, no, you're right. They, if TJD isn't there, Mike Woodson's in like I think Mike Woodson's tenure at Indiana is gonna look be looked at as a failure. Imagine if he didn't have TJD. Dog, they wouldn't have made the tournament ever. A lot of those guys a lot of those guys were still Archie's players, right? Like Rice um, Thompson, Rice Thompson wasn't a Woodson guy. Galloway wasn't a Woodson guy. Was Galloway not a Woodson guy? Xavier oh yeah, Johnson, Xavier Johnson. I'd be pounding the table to say he's not my guy. <laughs> yeah, um, Anthony Leal, not a Woodson guy. 
Um, superstar. Don't forget it. By the way, by the way, the last the last team that Archie had at Indiana. Listen to this: TJD, Armand Franklin, Christian Lander, Al Durham, Race Thompson, Rob Finnessy, Jerome Hunter, Jordan Geronimo, Trey Galloway, and Anthony Leal. That is certainly a collection of players. <laughs> it's not a team. It's a collection of players. Dude, I thought Armand Franklin was good when he was at Indiana. I'm like, they have no idea how to use this guy. No, they, they didn't. And then he went to Virginia and like started scoring. I'm like, yeah, victory for the good guys. <laughs> the good guys. The guys who play basketball like it's the 1940s. Devonte Green. Oh, you don't remember him? That is a name I have not heard in a very long time. What about Josh Newkirk? That's another name I have not heard in a very long time. <laughs> Who else were on those? Was on those Archie teams? Juwan Morgan, Romeo yeah. Langford. Was Thomas? Was Thomas Bryant a Archie guy? Oh my God! Clifton Moore was on this team. No like way! The LaSalle Providence guy. That guy? <laughs> yeah, that guy. That's that's incredible, dude. They, these are some dudes. Who else were on these like Indiana teams? Justin oh, Smith from Arkansas. Oh yeah, you didn't remember him? No, not from Indiana, dude. Justin Smith was good. Um, Zach McRoberts. Oh my god, dude! Holy cow, dude! Oh my Deron. god, Freddie McSwain. I just clicked on Curtis Jones because, like, this is—it's not the same Curtis Jones. Okay, as I was gonna say, Rob, who is Robert Johnson? Thomas Bryant was a Korean guy. Okay, man. Oh, and Jawan Morgan was a Korean guy too. Archie was. My God, you know, you know who else was a Korean guy? OG Ananobi. Ananobi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. By the way, you completely forgot he went to Indiana until like. A month ago, you know who you know who else was a cream guy? Will Sheehy. He, oh man, Will Sheehy's a name. Victor Oladipo, cream guy. Will Sheehy is a name that I have not heard in a very long time. Who who were like the Kelvin Sampson guys? This this Kelvin is like Sampson to, guys. This was like a long time ago. Kelvin Sampson. He like, was gone after Eric 08. Gordon. Eric Gordon. Jordan Crawford. By the way, do you know what Indiana's record was in their first season under Tom Crean? No. Six and 25. Dude, imagine if that happened to Indiana like today. I mean, dude, do you see this roster? No, no kidding. They were 12, six and 25. <laughs> oh my God. Who are these people? They, got, they, got a, they had a freshman starting for them named Tom Pritchard. Who is Tom Pritchard? <laughs> Who's the backup center on the? By the way, the next year they went they went ten and twenty one. It's progress. They went from twelve and twenty to twenty seven and nine. You know, you know who was the, you know who was the second highest? Um, you know who was the second highest usage on the twenty ten Indiana team? Who Christian, Christian Watford. Watford? Freshman Christian Watford. Dude, it Crean didn't have a winning record until his fourth season. If that happened today at Indiana, he would be he'd be fired. What what is this? What what is this? 
What is what? She's what, what? What the hell? I totally forgot that how bad Indiana was for those few years. Verdell Jones. By the way, I still can't believe Mike Davis, like the Detroit Mercy coach, took Indiana to a national final. <laughs> he was coaching a national final 22 years ago. 22 years ago. You know what he's doing? You know what he did yesterday? He won his first game of the season. It's February 15th. Did you know that uh, Remy Abel played for Indiana? No. Do you know who Remy Abel is? Not off the top of my head. He played at Xavier. He was like on the good, good Chris Mack teams. All right. I think we got to go, but I, I do have to address one thing. Um, yeah. I, 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 I didn't realize when I mentioned it that Gethro Muscadine had passed. Um, that may be the reason why I recognize his name, and I apologize to anybody who I may have offended. Um, with with that, I, I did not mean any harm. I truly just didn't remember. Um, yeah, I hope, his, I hope his family is um, doing well, and I mean, it, it's sad. Jonathan, you want to take us home? Yeah. Uh, if you came to hear about Tyler Self's employment, his job, where he's working, well, you came to the right place. If you came to hear about broken elevators and the starting backcourt at UT Arlington, you, you came to the right place. By the way, this is going to be a trivia time like two years from now. You're going to ask me what the UT Arlington backcourt was in 2023-24. Dude, I have a story like that that I could tell you off the off the pod once this is done. And then lastly, if you came to hear about what's going on with Caleb Grill's life, who I have doubts about him coming back from Mizzou this year at this point. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure everyone knew that he wasn't coming back. Um, but if you came to hear about his life, what's going on with him well you came to the right place this is bracket bubbles and bid stewards we'll see you tomorrow night this is season four episode 44 goodbye